Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for the woos. Let's just give Jesus another shout. Jesus! We honor you. God, you're our king. Lord, thank you for anointing uh, the message this morning. I pray that uh, it would really bless us, Lord. Please bless the preacher this morning, Lord. Help him do a good job. Amen. Amen. Um, Gosh, flip with me to Ezekiel 47. We're just going to jump right in. Uh, This is written by a great prophet named Ezekiel. Uh, His first encounter with the Lord involved him getting picked up by his hair and carried in the spirit. Uh, Turn to your neighbor and say, I want that to happen to me. Maybe, I don't know. Is that a good hair day or a bad hair day? I'm not sure. How many of you guys are your first time here this morning? I just want to see you. first time here. Welcome. Honor you. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. We're honored to have you. Welcome, welcome. Privilege that you're here. It's awesome. We get to jump in the word together. So Ezekiel has this encounter with the Lord. Um, Ezekiel is familiar with the system of Israel. And in Ezekiel 47, uh, chapter 47, verse 1, it says here, he's in this encounter. It says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. That's an interesting picture. Imagine you came to church this morning and there was water coming from underneath the front here. You'd be like, wow, somebody broke the pipes or somebody didn't fix something or something's going on. Interesting picture, right? He brought me out by way of the north gate, led me around, and the water was running out on the right side. Verse 3, and when the man went out to the east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. And again, let's guess, is it how many is it again? Again, 1,000, and it was a river that could not be crossed, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. So I want you guys to picture this. The temple was the Jewish place of worship. It was like their church. Now, today, we don't have to go to church to worship. We can go anywhere to worship. But there's something beautiful that happens. It says in Scripture in Hebrew is not to forsake the gathering of one another, not forsake getting together, because it's important for us to actually be in the community of God, to be edified through God's Spirit moving in our midst as a community. It says wherever two or more gather in his name, there he is in our midst. It also says in Ephesians that we're a spiritual house built up of living stones. The beautiful thing is you are actually a temple, Scripture says, but when we come together, we're also a temple. Well, in Ezekiel's time, there was a specific place given to which people could come to worship God. Yes, they could have a relationship with God outside of that place, but there was something beautiful of a habitation, a place that was built specifically for communion with God. Solomon built this temple out of a dream of his father David. And um, the Lord appeared to Solomon. He ended up having this encounter. Solomon builds this temple. And Ezekiel's familiar with this temple. It's been around for a few generations. And as he's there in this visionary experience, he sees water flowing out of this temple. Very interesting picture, isn't it? The water gets deeper the further away from the temple it goes. 
Let's keep reading. He said to me, son of man, verse six, have you seen this? It's interesting because Ezekiel's seeing this, but the angel speaks to him and says, have you seen this? Like, pay attention to what you're seeing. Sometimes you gotta pay attention. Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. Now, you guys know in Israel, this temple is on a place called Mount Moriah. The word Moriah actually means bitterness, or it actually can also mean fragrance. This place of worship, it was actually the same place that Abraham was sent to to sacrifice his son Isaac, and then the Lord appeared to him and says, Abraham, now that I know that you're willing to give me everything, I'm going to provide myself as the sacrifice. This is a picture of God providing himself in Christ Jesus to be the propitiation for all of our sins to be the reconciler of us from earth to heaven and from heaven to earth, Jesus Christ. So this temple is set apart as a place of worship. Now imagine you're there in this temple, the water's flowing out. If you go to Israel today, that temple is no longer there. It's been destroyed. But the remains of the temple are still there. There's a, uh, a holy site of the, um, another religion that's built on top of that area on this temple mount. But if you go, there's actually still all of these things exist. There is a sea to the east in Israel that you can go check out. It's called the Dead Sea. Has anybody ever been there? Dead Sea? Dead Sea. This prophecy is radical if you read in Ezekiel 47. Literally, God is showing Ezekiel that there's gonna be water that flows from that mountain. It's gonna go down to that sea and it's gonna make the waters clean again. Now imagine the Dead Sea getting clean again. Do you guys know why the Dead Sea is actually dirty? Because it has no outflow. It only has an inflow, but no outflow. Oh, let's just keep reading. This is good. This is good. We're just, just kinda, I'm just kind of throwing out some ideas. We haven't even gotten to the point of the message yet. Just kind of throwing out some ideas. Wherever the rivers go, there will be a great multitude. I'm in verse 9 of fish, because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand from En Gedi to En Eglam. Uh, that literally is, those are very dry places. I've been there. It's like, imagine telling a fisherman, say, hey, you see that desert over there? You're going to go to that place that people think is dry, and you're actually going to cast a net there, and you're going to catch fish there. Fishermen would laugh at you, unless had fishermen had eyes to see, like Ezekiel has here. But the swamps and its marshes, verse 11, will not be healed. Why won't they be healed? Because there won't be any outflow there. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river and on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. This picture is also illustrated in the book of Revelation of a river flowing from the throne of God. Uh, it's a river that's clear like crystal, and as it flows, there's the tree of life on both sides of the river, and the leaves of those trees are for healing, and it bears fruit in every season. Guess who those trees are? It's a prophetic picture of you and me. It's a prophetic picture of us abiding in the place where God's presence flows. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want his presence. presence. Hold your hands out and say, Jesus, I want your presence. (laughs) 
You could feel his presence here just right now, just so strong, so beautiful. Because this picture is a picture of what life in the spirit gets to look like. The picture of a place where people go and encounter, but more is happening than meets the eye. There's a river flowing in that place. But then as the river goes out, it actually gets deeper. It gets stronger. It has an even greater effect. Imagine if a river was flowing out from underneath here and it was flowing through the church and flowed out into the parking lot. It would be a big scene. You'd try to get here in the morning. You'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a flood. How do I get inside the building? People would be talking, yelling at each other. Somebody would be like, go get Jordan and help him to clean up or something. Get somebody out here that's, that's willing to work and willing to serve and help them get them to clean this stuff up, you know? Somebody would be doing different things. They'd go out in the streets. The police would block off the road. But as people drove through that river, water would begin to splash people on the side of the road. They'd get wet simply by walking by the building. Collateral blessing. Something happens when we get into the place where God's spirit is moving. Now, it's beautiful because this is a place where I believe we get to encounter God together. But how much more as we go with his spirit where the water starts to get deeper as we go. If you read here, it says the river went up to his knees, first his ankle, then his knees, then his waist. Then it was so deep that he couldn't even, he had to swim. You know, when water's so deep that you have to just float with it, it means you're no longer in control. Let's just go with this for a little bit. How much of our lives are we in control and how much of our lives are yielded to his leadership? See, God is not a controller. He gives self-control. It's a fruit of the spirit. But yielding our lives to him looks like something. It looks like something. It looks like allowing his presence to have preeminence in every moment of our lives. You see, you can come to a room like this and you can cry during worship or you could lift your hands or you could sing or you could laugh. But what do you look like when you're at Walmart or Target or wherever you don't boycott? Where, where, where do you look like in these different places? Um, someone in our church community, they told me a great testament. I just thought this was an incredible testimony. It's just an awesome thing. I don't want to point out who they are. But they were telling me they went to a coffee shop and the Holy Spirit said to him, get out of line. And they said, God, I am late to work. I don't know if they put their hand up in the air and looked up. I'm just kind of doing that to illustrate a little bit. They're probably just like, you know, in their head. God, I'm late to work. I don't want to get out of line. But this person, I love them. They always say these words out of their mouth, but I'm obedient to God, so I do what he says. Isn't that awesome? You're allowed to say that over your own life. There's power in your words. You can declare over your own life. You're your own best prophet. That was a good word, too. Anyway, um, she's in this place, and the Holy Spirit says to her, get out of line. So she gets out of line. All of a sudden, then, she has a spiritual moment. She starts to see with the eyes of her understanding, the eyes of her imagination, it says in Ephesians, to pray that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we may know the hope of his calling and with the riches of his glory and the utterance of saints and the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe. So there's something that happens when our spirit and our imagination gets enlightened by the spirit of God. First Corinthians chapter two says, we have the mind of Christ. Who knows the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. You see, when we begin to hear God's thoughts, we can actually partner with his purposes in the earth. So she hears God say, get out of line. Then all of a sudden, she has a picture. 
Now, I don't know how she saw this. Maybe she saw it in her imagination. Maybe she saw it out here. She saw two angels standing in the coffee shop. It's kind of interesting. You're like, I thought angels just came to church. Are there any angels here this morning? A, couple, a girl named Angel. I, know, I thought angels just came to church. That was a joke. You guys aren't laughing. I thought angels just came to church, you know? She sees like this vision. All of a sudden, she sees like the presence of God coming and these angels ministering to a guy in line. So she goes over to this guy in line and she says, do you feel anything happening to you right now? And the guy says, what do you mean? She says, do you feel anything weird happening to you right now? That's a weird question, except something weird was happening to him. He says, I'm feeling this heat in my stomach for the past like 20, 30 seconds. She said, do you have anything physically wrong with you? She, he says, yes, I have cancer there. She begins to explain to him how she saw these two angels releasing like a flame into his belly. And she believed that God was healing him and she ended up praying with him. He went to the doctor. He says, this is so crazy. I have a doctor's appointment this afternoon. He went to the doctor. No cancer. Completely disappeared. Give Jesus a shout. That's awesome. And that man has since he testified at his church. It's a, a church here in Orange County. And he shared his testimony there just of just how God healed him. It's incredible. Now, imagine one, if our friend hadn't been in the coffee shop. Or two, if our friend hadn't stepped out of line. Or three, if she hadn't said anything to the guy that she saw. Or four, let's even back it up to the beginning. If she wasn't continually being aware of the presence of our king. Ezekiel has this encounter where the Lord shows him a vision, and it's a vision of our time. I believe that this is actually going to happen in the natural. I believe that water is going to flow out of uh, the temp- where the temple is, Mount Moriah, and I believe it's going to flow down to the east and it's going to make the waters pure again. I believe that because the Bible says so. But it's a spiritual picture, I believe, even greater than a natural one. And it's a picture of the Spirit of God happening in the context of the place we go to worship, community gathered around his presence, getting deeper as we learn how he moves and as we go with his movement. The Spirit of God gets deeper. The water gets deeper. In John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus gets up in this solemn moment. Everyone's quiet. It's a quiet moment. It's the high day of the feast. It's the Feast of Tabernacles where the Jews would celebrate the time that they were led through the wilderness by the Lord. So he gets up and he says, it's a solemn moment. It's supposed to be completely quiet. He shouts. He just gets up and shouts. Now, mind you, Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of Man. He's God in the flesh. If you came here to church and you can get anything out of the message today, it's that Jesus is alive. Jesus is real. He is God in the flesh. He's come to separate you from everything that you feels like limits you. He's come to liberate you from your old life, from your suffering life, from your life of strife, from the life of complaining, from the life of brokenness. There was no solution for that life. That life had to die. There was no solution. If there was a solution for that life, it would have come through the law. God would have given specific instructions. Do these 10 things and you'll be good. You'll have a great life. There weren't 10 instructions that could make you righteous. There was one instruction. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Jesus says, come and follow me and I will give you rest for your souls. Jesus came to destroy everything that you feels like limits you. Your past, your present, and your future. You don't have a past anymore. (laughs) But Chris, this happened to me. I understand everyone in this room 
has a sob story, a hard story of things that happened to them. But we, for too long, take pride in the bad things that happened to us and actually allow pride to stand in between us and the grace that God wants to give us in simply recognizing that we're buried with Christ, the old man has passed away, and what, a few things are made new? Just your spirit's made new? Just, oh, when I go to heaven, it'll be new. No, all things are made new. You've been made new in Christ Jesus. This is the good news. The good news is not the news of you have to go through years of transformation to look like Jesus. The good news is Jesus has come to you and given you a true image of what God really looks like, that God is pure love, that he's forgiven you, that he's cleansed you, that he died on a cross so you didn't have to, so that you could be buried with him in baptism and raised up in the newness of life and live a life free from bondage. I'm not saying if you, if you want to go to a counselor to figure that out, go to a counselor. If you want to go to church more to figure that out, go to church more to figure that out. But you can actually read your Bible and figure this out. The devil wants to keep you focused on your past and on what's wrong and what's never going to work and on the future that is devoid of the presence of God. But God says in Christ Jesus, come to me, follow me, one-step program. But Chris, I have all this pain in my life because of this thing that happened to me. I know there's people around you that have been there too. Ask them their story about how Jesus healed them. Ask them their story about how Jesus brought them into freedom. Ask them their story about how God's presence actually brought freedom because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are transformed into the same image. Is Jesus Christ suffering from sin today? (laughs) He's only suffering with how much we still are partnering with what's not true. I just preached a whole other message, but it was a good one. The presence of God is what actually meets every need in our lives. We say, but, but Chris, I'm feeling his presence. Yes, so what is he saying to you in his presence? What is he talking to you about? Is he talking to you about what's wrong with you, or is he talking to you about what's right with you? Is he pouring out condemnation and making you feel like, oh, God's so far away? Well, we sang that song, Reckless Love. Like, he, he pursues us with his presence, and he's everywhere. So Ezekiel's having this encounter with the presence of God, and he has this vision, and he sees the waters getting deeper. I want to tell you something. I believe God's getting deeper in our day. I believe the move of his spirit's getting deeper, and I believe we are not going to be able to control what he wants to do. I want to go to church where I'm not bored. I want to go to church where I'm not in control. I want to go to church where I experience Jesus. It's interesting. I've been finding myself discontented lately because there's so much more. Jesus wasn't afraid to make people nervous. I want to go to a place where the water sweeps me away. 
I had a dream this week and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. God was saying to me, Chris, what I'm about to do far precedes anything that's ever been done before. Behold, I do a new thing, sing a new song. If, you, if you're wondering what's going on with people, just let them be them. Like you praise God, be like, God, I don't know what's happening with them, but if you want to touch me, touch me. You don't have to look like other people, but when the Holy Spirit, when you stick your finger in an electric socket, you might shake a little bit. When your life gets stuck into the all-powerful center of love of the universe in the person of Christ Jesus, you might have a reaction. There might be a few voltage released. You know, there might be something that happens. You ever seen those like Tesla coils? You know, they have these things and the lightning bolts shoot out of them. You see, realize that Jesus Christ is a billion, trillion, infinite volts of love. Like, if, you, if your life gets stuck into that, there might be some movement. And you'd be surprised, like, a lot of this movement, we get offended at the move of the Spirit, because we're just like, I don't know if I, it's, it's kind of outside of my box. Who said you got to put God in a box to begin with? I remember one time I was, uh, I was, came out of a meeting, we were you know what, I'm gonna back up for a second because I feel the Holy Spirit here so strong. God, I thank you for what you're doing here, Holy Spirit. How many of you are feeling just like waves of God's power going through you right now? Just wave. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and stand if you're just feeling waves come through you right now. Just go ahead and stand. The rest of you that are not feeling that yet, that's okay. You're not less spiritual. You're not less spiritual. It's okay. You don't have to look like the loud person. That's okay. That's fine. Like, you might, but you don't have to, okay? You, but you want to bless what God's doing with other people. I, I didn't plan on doing this, but I could feel the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just want to bless what you're doing. If you're around someone that's, that's, that's standing, just thank God for what he's doing with them. Well, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord Jesus. Well, we thank you for what you're doing. Now, I want to say something. I don't mind. I preach in the streets. I preach all over the world. Just say standing for just a second. I don't mind noise. What I'm concerned with is, are you going to do this when you go to the grocery store? Is this what you're going to look like? I remember one time we were in a meeting, and we ended up praying for um, the Holy Spirit said to me, I want you to go over to that girl. I want you to ask her if she wants to go to heaven. I said, God, that is a really weird thing to ask somebody. That is, now, the Bible says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, so we're already seated with Christ, but how aware of it are we? So I go over to this girl, and I say, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants you to know, do you want to go to heaven? She says, yeah, I do. I said, well, take it. As soon as I said those words, the power of God hit her. I wasn't preaching. I wasn't leading the meeting. The power of God hit her, and she collapsed to the floor. All of a sudden, people started coming into the area, groups of people collapsing to the floor. For 20, 30, 45 minutes, we missed meetings with the pastors after the meeting because the glory of God came in such a dramatic way. All of these people started having visitations of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
This happened last week when I was in Palm Springs. A little boy, he got visited by the Lord. He got hit by the power of God. He was laid out by the power of God in the meeting for 20 minutes. He didn't believe that God was real when he came to the meeting. When he was on the floor for 20 minutes, Jesus came to him in a vision. That's normal. That happened to Ezekiel. It happened in the New Testament. It happens all over scripture. That is normal Christianity. Jesus came to him in this experience and revealed himself to him. And the little boy since then has been in his school preaching to his teachers in Palm Springs and teaching to his classmates about the reality of Jesus Christ. See, the fruit... The fruit is what's measurable. The fruit is what's measurable. So I'm in this meeting and the power of God's moving and people are on the floor. We end up carrying people to the car afterwards. You guys can have a seat for a little bit. We end up carrying people to the car afterwards. Just keep receiving wherever you're at. Keep receiving. Keep receiving. Keep receiving. Times are refreshing by the Spirit of the Lord. I, I went through you and hit Rodney behind you. Stand up, Rodney. The Spirit of God's on you. Just stand up. Stand up, Rodney. Stand, Rodney, you're prophesying. Stand up just for a second. You can prophesy in a second. Stand up. You're in the spirit. I know. It's okay. You too. Both just stand up. Fill in Jesus. Just this whole row right here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Just stand up. Just hold hands. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Why are people falling? Because they can't stand. Ask them what's happening to them. Now, see, it's not about Chris' show. It's not about Chris doing stuff. This is what you get to look like all the time. So we end up grabbing this girl. She's been vibrating on the floor for 45 minutes. We take her to go out to eat with a group of us. She's still going like this. She looks like this. We're carrying her to the car. A man sees this going on. He comes up to us. He says, what are you guys on? We tell him, we're on Jesus. He says, I don't know what you're on, but I have to have it. I'm the biggest drug dealer in this city, and I was about to go out into a field tonight. I have a gun in my car, and I was going to take my life because I was done. I was done. I was done. I was going to take my life, but something told me to come back here and talk to you and ask you what you're on. He gave his life to Jesus and got baptized with the Holy Spirit, set free from suicide because a girl looked like that. Give Jesus a shout. We can't be shy of the move of the Spirit. Just all this, everyone up in this area. I just see the power God up in here. Just everyone in this area, stand up. Everybody up in the booth. Just, oof. Yeah. Touch in Jesus' name. Power, 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 power. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you're doing. Bobby Brown, I see the spirit of prophecy coming on you like never before. And I see prosperity flowing through you like a river to the nations. I see the spirit of prophecy on you like never before. Lord Jesus, we just bless what you're doing. Just hold hands for a second. I just see the spirit just moving in there. Lord Jesus, just bless what you're doing. There it is. Yeah, just take that anointing. Man, just take that anointing. What's the point, you would say? The point is everything. The point is we're not in control anymore. I was in a meeting like this, and the power of God hit a section of 100 people. The power of God mowed everybody out. They're all laying, rolling on the floor. Different things are going on. But there was a girl in the back, and she was sitting on the back row. Now, she didn't know what was really going on, but when the Holy Spirit touched, she felt warmth and heat go through her body, and she just started uncontrollably weeping. I went over to her. I was drawn to her. I said, what's going on with you? She said, I feel this heat all over my body. I said, do you have anything physically wrong with you? She said, I've had a rash all over my body, but it's gone. 
It disappeared when the Spirit. You see, when that river starts to flow, that river is his presence. It's a river of healing for the nations. It's a river that touches people and delivers them from every yoke of bondage in their life. But Jesus said, if you would come to me and drink, you would have a river of living water that would flow out of your innermost being. Out of your temple would flow a river. Not just this temple of a corporate gathering, but out of your temple, a river would flow. And that river would bring life everywhere it goes. You get to bring the river everywhere you go. You are the temple of God. You have been set apart as a breath of God. You've been set apart to bring his breath, his life, and his liberation to every community, everywhere you go. Jesus. You got healed up here the other night, right? Have you been able to test anything? What's different? You've had no pain or symptoms from the last week. You had an issue in here, in your ovaries. And what did you feel? Come here for just a sec. I just see a spirit on her. I need people to be around. Could you help Jordan just to hang out? Can you, can you walk a little bit? Just hang it over here. What's your name real quick? Allison. Allison. So what did God do for you last week? Um, so I've been having problem in my ovaries and uh, a lot of pain um, to the point where I'll collapse in the middle and won't remember anything. I'll black out and the pain's so intense. Um, I couldn't bend over without getting dizzy because the pain was so sharp in my back. Um, and I was standing up here and I was walking and um, they've been testing me for polycystic ovary syndrome, and Chris actually said, I, I hear God saying polycystic ovary syndrome is being healed, and from the waist down, I could not feel my legs, and they were, like, on fire. It just felt like someone had a torch, <laughs> and um, I couldn't move. <laughs> like, I was like, I can't walk, and God just kind of was like, stay there for a second, and I did, and then my pain, I was actually in pain when that happened, and my pain was just gone. And then I walked up here, and then the Holy Spirit just kind of knocked me out, and I don't really remember the next 30 minutes after that. But um, they did tell me that uh, my menstrual cycles have been really horrible, too. I haven't had... I I was on it at that time, and it was so light. I had no pain, um, which is not a thing. I usually get hospitalized for my cramps. And... um, and I also, they told me no more medications, which I've, they've been trying to pump me full of medications. And so I haven't been on any pain meds, anything. Give Jesus a shout. Jesus is king. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus is king. If you're here in this room, and I'm going to leave it really broad, but if you have any female stuff, if you maybe have issues with infertility, um, any weird pains, we've had women that have actually stopped their menstrual cycle for years recently, and it actually started again when they, were, they, they heard the word called out. If there's anyone here and that makes sense, just stand up, anyone, anyone in the room, just stand quickly, quickly, quick, 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 jump on the words when they come. And I love when, when, when you respond, then you yield. You don't try to pray right now. You don't try to make God do something. God brought you here to get healed this morning. There's three more people. I need you to stand quickly. You have some type of thing. Thank you, Father. One, two, Thank you, Father. Okay, God, I want you to pray. Just pray. Just say thanks, God. No, just sure. Thank you, Jesus, for women, God. Thank you for the strong women that you've created. Lord, I ask right now, Holy Spirit, you would begin to just touch them right now, God, in ways they've never felt you. 
God, intimacy is where we long for, God. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for the fire you're releasing in us, Jesus. Yeah, God. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing them right now in the name of Jesus, God. Thank you for touching their bodies, Lord. Thank you for no more pain, God. Thank you for children, Jesus. How many of you that are standing, you can feel the power of God on you, the women that are standing? I realize some of you can't test it in the moment. Uh, it looks like, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. I have a word for these women. Can I share it? I just have a word for all the women standing. I feel like the Lord is actually healing you and your mother relationships. And he's going very deep right now. I can feel it so strong. And there's a belief deep inside of you that you're never going to have children, and you are. (laughs) He's healing the mother in you, and he's healing your relationship with your own mom. I just bless you as women to be fully yourselves, to love yourself fully, to believe that you're worthy of having children. That the feminine side and the, the feminine part of God is living inside of you. And there's nothing that can come against that. There's nothing that can come against that. You will be a mother. You are a mother. You will bear children. I bless every womb in this house right now. And every lie that said that you will not have children. I bless your womb. Thank you. Just going to pray over. The people that feel that. There's a lot happening here right now, and I want to honor what's happening all over the room. There's many miracles happening here this morning. Why? Because it's rivers here. It's his presence. It's not because there's a special preacher. It's because it's his presence. We just allow, we can all partner with his presence. We can all partner with him everywhere we go. Some of you are starting to feel um, warmth come on your neck. The power God's delivering people right now and healing people all over the room. Um, neck issues. If you have any kind of neck issue, uh, you need a miracle in your neck. You have pain in your neck. Not your husband, the pain in the neck, but like you have pain in the neck. Just go and stand to your feet anywhere in the room. Just stand. We're going to watch all these people be healed right now. Now, The key to healing is yielding. It's not trying to get God to do. God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. How, How do you get wet in a river? You simply jump in. You stood, you've jumped in. That's it. You've already jumped in. I'm not going to pray just now, but I want you to begin to check your neck because many of you have already been healed. When you're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. The pain's gone. The the limitation's gone. As soon as it's gone, I want you to start waving both hands over your head and not stop. Just start waving both hands over your head as soon as the pain's gone. As soon as it's gone. It's already left. It's already left. I see multiple people. Just wave your hands. Be like, that's crazy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I see those hands. Just keep, check your necks. How do you know if you have a million dollars in the bank account? You check. Like, how do you know if you got healed? You check. You move it around. How many of you I want to see already? Wave your hands over your head. You're like, that's crazy. I can do what I couldn't do before, and the pain's gone. Thank you, Father. That's one, two, three. Thank you, Father. We haven't even prayed yet. Four. Thank you, Father. Keep waving your hands for a full minute if you've been healed. Just so real. The rest of you, God doesn't love them more than you. Six. Thank you, Father. God doesn't love them more than you. The rest of you, seven. Thank you, Father. He's getting all of you right now. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you, Father. Those of you in this section that still need a miracle, just look at them that have their hands up. 
That's, that's your miracle. Jesus touched them. He loves them. He loves you just as much. Do me a favor. This is weird. Go over there. Just you, all three of you go, go that way. Why? Because I'm just having you get out of your norm. Sometimes you have to get out of your norm to step into the norm of God. Just go over towards people that have already been healed. Just kind of go in this section. People that have their hands in the air, just go over. Yeah. Now check again right now. It's not that you guys are less anointed in this section. I, I'm just, I'm having them step out of their norm. Check it again, just check. How many of you, you've been healed just now that, now that you're over there, you're like, I feel heat, there's something happening, I've been healed, just wave, I just wanna see the rest of you. Thank you, Father. Yeah, I see that one over there. Thank you, Father, I see your hands. Bless you, Lord, bless you, Lord, bless you, Lord. Is there anybody that still needs a miracle in their neck? Wave your hand at me, one hand. There's one, two, there's like two, two, three people left. Go ahead and pray for those people real quick. Just put your hand on, if you see a hand on somebody, his hand up, just say, thanks, Jesus, for what you're doing. Just had 10 plus people healed just instantly, just through, through the love of God. There's deafness being healed right now in the room. Deafness is being healed in Jesus' name. Just check your ears right now. If you have a hearing aid, take it out. Just begin to hear normally. There's deafness being healed right now in the room. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We saw deafness healed in a coffee shop just two weeks ago. It was awesome. It's Thank you, Lord, for healing those necks, for creative miracle. The starter in the blue, you have a, like a curvature that needs to fix. Yeah, I just see the Lord fixing the curvature in your neck right now. Thank you, Lord. Just check it again right now. Check it again. Do something you couldn't do before. If you're like, that's crazy. I feel heat. The pain's gone. Just wave your hands at me. I just want to see. Thank you, Father. There's another one. Thank you, Father. There's another one. Thank you, King Jesus. There's only three more that need it. That's this is awesome. I don't know. We've only prayed once so far. Lord Jesus, we just bless what you're doing. In Jesus' name, I command all neck pain to go. Neck pain leave in Jesus' name right now. Neck pain leave in Jesus' name right now. God's getting rid of the pain of the neck in your life. All right, do what you couldn't do before. Check. Move your head up and down. Check. Move it left and right. Thank you, Lord. The Lord's delivered you. Thank you, Father. If the Lord just healed you, just wave your hands at me. I just want to say, thank you, Father. Look at this. This is amazing. This is amazing. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing. One more time, because I, I want to see all of you guys get healed, because then we're just going to keep praying for people. And if you have to go before we finish, you can. It's fine. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your miracle power. There's only like two, three people left that still need it. This is incredible. God, we just thank you, Lord. If you're receiving prayer, don't pray. Just relax. Pretend like you're drinking a cup of something sweet that you like. Sweet tea, coffee, chocolate, whatever it is. Father, we just bless these that are receiving right now. If, if the pain's gone down, like you're like, there's something totally different in my neck, you feel heat in your neck, the power of God's in your neck or in your jaw or whatever, just wave your hand at me. I just want to see. I just want to see out of those three. Thank you, Father. That's one. Thank you, Father. That's two. Thank you, Father. Glory, we just bless what you're doing with this sweet gal in the blue. It's amazing. You see, God doesn't love one more than another. What would happen if we just gave God the space? How many of you have already been healed just of like neck problems or maybe something else? Just wave both hands over your head anywhere in the room. I just want to see. Anywhere in the room. I just want to count. Really big, really big, really big. Look all over the room. This is what we, we took two, three minutes, four minutes, whatever it was. This is incredible. God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for your goodness. 
I really feel the Holy Spirit just wants to continue to move. I want to honor those that if you have to go, you have to go. That's fine. I understand. Maybe you had something going on. But if, if you want to stay, stay for a while. Um, but I want to pray right now. And I, I believe there are people here that God brought you here because today is the day you're going to surrender your life to Jesus. You just watched the power of God touch people and do miracles. You just watched how real he is. You watched and heard a story of a sweet girl that was healed last week that's been in pain constantly and has no more pain. So you said it would touch, it would hurt if you bend? Stand up to your, and touch your toes. Does that hurt? That's incredible, you guys. How long had you been hurting for? A year. And it would hurt whenever you would do that, it would hurt. Imagine being in pain for a full year. Imagine if, you, if you're her, you're in pain all the time when you bend. Imagine how much her quality of life has changed and how much in touch she is with that God actually cares about her. You see, this is the point of healing. This is the point of miracles. This is the point of allowing Holy Spirit to move. Um, I'm gonna have you in just a sec, stand to your feet. But if you're here, I'm gonna do it right now. Stand to your feet, just stand to your feet. Everywhere in the room, stand to your feet. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, or you're here today and you know that God's calling you home, Jesus gave his life on a bloody cross so that you could live a spotless pure, holy life given unto the goodness of God. Maybe you're here and you're like, well, Chris, I made a commitment to Christ when I was five years old, but you know what? My life is a mess. I want to come back to Jesus today. Or maybe you're here and you've never done that. Just this past week, a girl named Victoria came to the meeting we were preaching last Wednesday. She came to the meeting, and in the meeting, she came, and I asked her, I said, if you're here, you've never given your life to Jesus. In front of a whole room of people, everybody's eyes are open. She just puts her hands up. I want to give my life to Jesus. It was her first time. She'd never even been to a service like this. She gave her life to Jesus. She's been reading the Bible ever since, I hear. God has been moving in her life in a profound way. If you're here this morning and you know that God's speaking to you, it's time to give your life to him. I just want you to put your hand in the air. Jesus hung naked on a tree for you. He said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. Just put your hand in the air. I want you to be bold. I want you to step past the fear and actually step into the goodness of the kingdom. You're gonna have to make a stand for this for the rest of your life. You might as well do it in front of people. Just put your hand up anywhere in this room. If you're here, I wanna give my life to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Start clapping if you see somebody because I can't see all over the room. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. Awesome. I'm gonna open the altar up and I'm gonna have the prayer team come up. If the prayer team would just come, the prayer team would just come on up. Some of our prayer team. They're gonna be praying with people. If you still need a miracle in your body, come to the front. If you need prayer for something, come to the front. We have more people on the prayer team so a few other people could help. Ashby and Tim and some other folks. Um, God, I just thank you. Put your hand on your heart. Holy Spirit, we just give you full permission to move. Some of us are like, well, I don't, know what's, I don't know why people are shouting or yelling or being weird. You know what? Let that be between them and God. Like, you're not their judge. You don't have to judge them or figure out what's going on with them. You just be you. You do time with God. I just see the Spirit of God just moving so sweetly in this section right here. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. God, I just thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.